Welcome to Italy Inside Out. I'm your host, Andrea Aldrich. When arriving on the Italian island of Sardinia, one seems to have ventured into a place remote and timeless. It is the second largest island in the Mediterranean and an autonomous region of Italy, but it seems a world away from the mainland. From the rocky headlands and secluded beaches on the coast to the rugged mountains and expansive wilderness of the interior, it is an island of diverse topography. The history is as diverse as the landscape. The island is dotted with the megalithic stone towers, fairy houses, and giants' tombs, giving evidence of the Bronze Age Nuragic civilization, which lasted nearly a thousand years. There are many spiritual sites that show a remarkable continuity from pre Christian to Christian worship. The Greeks, Phoenicians, Carthaginians, Romans, Normans, and others also left their mark, including a substantial Spanish Catalan influence evidenced in the architecture and the language. Traditionally, agriculture and fishing have been important components of the economy, and the menu concentrates on choices from sea and farm. The sardo pecorino cheese is thought to be the best in Italy, Not surprising, as sheep outnumber the human population three to one. The crisp shepherd's bread panicata sow is a perfect accompaniment to a plate of local antipasti, paired with a delicious red wine made from the cannonau grape, or a seafood choice with the white wine of the Vermentino. Although Italian is widely spoken in Sardinia, the language of Sardo is now officially recognized by national law, and is divided into four main dialects and many sub-dialects. Seemingly, each village has its own form of the language. It is a language most closely related to Latin, but like the history of the island, it has many other influences. The Sardo people are often described as fiercely independent and guarded. But in all my encounters, I found them to be friendly, helpful, and engaging. I've had the opportunity to experience a few extended stays in the little stone house that my friends are renovating in the town of Kuyuri, on the west side of the island. And it is this town I want to tell you about today. At first glance, this appears to be a plain little town, where the main street is also the main north-south highway from Boza d'Oristano. And with virtually no sidewalks, the pedestrian is often in peril. But an exploration of the meandering back lanes exposes the many delightful qualities this town has to offer. The sweet little house where I usually stay has a small balcony where in the morning, tasting my first sip of espresso, I watch and listen to the swarms of swifts flying back and forth over the houses that tumble down the hillside towards the sea. In the evening, the swifts appear again and the setting sun turns the houses into shades of amber and butter. And as the sky turns dark, it's the bat's turn to take to the sky. One of the pleasures of staying in Kuyuri is its proximity to some beautiful beaches. They're just a 15-minute bus ride away, 
There's Santa Catarina, the beach where most of the locals go. And Sarquito, with its naturally formed arches and the promenade along the beach, where you can have an espresso, a gelato, or put a secco and watch the sea. One of the experiences I treasure is being able to participate in the Festival of Santa Catarina. I had seen advertisements for this festival in the shop windows for days, and I was really looking forward to it. I arrived at the church early in the morning to see two beautifully decorated bue, or oxen. Their lustrous, carefully groomed coats were gleaming in the early morning sun. These obviously well-fed animals wore beautiful headdresses of red roses and white calla lilies. The small white carriage that these oxen were to pull was gilded in gold, and it reminded me of a miniature coach in which a diminutive Cinderella might ride. A short service honoring the saint was held inside the basilica. And after her statue, nestled inside a flower-filled glass case of white and gold, was carried out of the church and placed into the matching carriage. All was ready for the procession to begin. By now, most of the town had gathered in the square in front of the church, and many were dressed in traditional costumes. The townspeople, not dressed in costume, wore clothing suitable for the long walk ahead and followed behind the procession. As the entourage made its way slowly to the village, the bells worn by the oxen announced its progress. I followed along, ducking in and out of the streets and piazzas, taking pictures and videos, trying not to be too obvious or intrusive. This clearly was an important and somewhat solemn occasion for the citizens. The procession was to walk the 12 kilometers to the town of Santa Catarina and Pitunure. I followed along to the edge of town, tempted to continue, but it was Sunday, and there were no buses running, and I would not have had a way to get back to Colorado. I was to learn that the trip takes three hours and that there are numerous stops for glasses of wine and local snacks provided by the farmers along the way. The next day, my friend Carla and I spent the day at the beach in the town of Santa Catarina di Pitanuri. As we were waiting for the bus to get back, we were surprised to see the same procession coming down the hill from the church in this town to restore the statue to the basilica in Cugliari. I learned that when arriving the day before, the procession had circled the tiny church of Santa Catarina di Alessandria three times. In the past, those participating would spend the night, but now friends and relatives supplied transportation back to their homes before they returned the next day to repeat the thrice-repeated walk around the little church and the trek back to Cuyuri. We were told the procession would finish after dark at the small church of Santa Croce in Cugliari for a blessing and the official end to the pilgrimage. We waited expectantly for the procession to arrive and eventually we heard the bells of the oxen and the hooves of the horses on the pavement. 
Then the carriage came into view with the statue of Santa Catarina glowing in the darkness inside the now-lit case. When all were gathered in front of the church, words were spoken by the priest, and then the townspeople combined their voices in song to honor their saint. Most appeared weary but contented after their long walk. We were also able to participate in the festival of the Monumenti Aperti, or Open Monuments, where all the churches in the town and some of the museums and other sites were open. The teenagers from the schools had prepared talks describing what went on in each of these places and their history and other important facts. They were very enthusiastic about what they had to say, and we were able to see the historic frontoio, where the olive oil was pressed and produced, and many other places like the seminary that was closed in the 70s uh, had quite a historic importance to the town. It was really fun to see how uh, into it these teenagers were and really enjoyed that day. I could go on a good while longer talking about this village that I feel a special affinity for, but instead I want to introduce my special guests. I have Megan Hastings and Adam Cohn joining me, two people from the town I live in and they live in, Vashon Island. Um, they are both very talented individuals. They have two restaurant bakeries on the island, the Snapdragon and the Wild Mermaid. Adam is a baker extraordinaire, and people come from miles around just to taste his creations. He is also a masterful storyteller, and he has shared his stories at events at the Snapdragon Restaurant and even on Facebook Live. Megan is the chef who prepares scrumptious vegetarian dishes at their restaurant, and she also now has her own Facebook Live cooking show. So you may ask why they're on this show talking about Italy. Well, it's because they've traveled extensively in Italy, and they're the ones that introduced me to the town we're talking about today, Cugliari in Sardinia. So welcome, Adam and Megan. How are Hello, you? Hello, nice to see you guys. Hello, how are you, Andy? Hi, Andy. So tell me how you ended up uh, in Cugliari. Ended up is a good choice of words. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, it is. Because <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's in the middle of nowhere and it's, uh, you know, so beautiful and so uh, funny it's so charming. and it's such a little town. Yeah. Um, I think it had a lot of serendipity, right? It was a kind of a chance, um, a well, chance look from the train yeah, at the West Coast. And, there, yeah. I had been an exchange student there when I was very, when I was very young and um, I <clears throat> was a and Adam had also studied in Italy, but he was in Florence a th thousands of years ago, right? Yep. And uh, <laughs> I wanted to show him Sardinia. And so we went together in 2007. And we, were, um, we went to the capital city. And then we were taking the train <clears throat> from the capital. Caliri. And then we were taking the train up to uh, the town of Porto Torres, which is where you then take a ferry to either go to France or to... Uh, Genoa. And so as we're on this train, we see this town, uh, like just, it was like a beautiful hillside town to the left off the train called Palilatino. And, but it's so far away that it looked like a miniature 
city, like like a like a toy kind of. And so, but it was yeah. filled. It had light of the late afternoon, early evening on it, and it was sort of that kind of honey-colored light that is only seems like it's only in Europe or maybe parts of Oregon. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just seemed like a place that we wanted to explore more and we couldn't get off the train we were we were going you know what i mean we're on this Mm -hmm. voyage already and then we came home to vashon and we started googling this area and then i was like what would it be like if we found a house in this area and just started looking you know just randomly at different sites and stuff like that and we found this little house that needed full restoration, full restoration. And we, I sent the real estate agency. But it was, it, it was made of stone and it hadn't yeah. fallen down yet. And so <laughs> we thought, well, how long will we be alive? Maybe does it got 40 more years in it? And yeah. And then we, we sent the real estate agency um, just a, a simple note and said, can we get more pictures? Cause there were only like six pictures that we could see. And the next day they sent like, 64 pictures of the house. Wow. And we... Remember, we haven't gone there. We don't, yeah, we don't we'd know. Never, we'd never gone there. I don't know what the house really looks like or where it really is <laughs> or on what kind of street or what kind of town. Yeah. And so it's a, <laughs> it was like a crazy gamble. It was, a, it was a true gamble and a complete leap of faith. I mean, we already loved Sardinia, so that was just a given. And But to be to see that area. So it's, it's about an hour outside of the city of Oristano North, little North and in inside. And, um, we were like, well, we know Oristano and, you know, we like it and, you know, whatever. So then what, as what we could be started, so bad? <laughs> yeah. What could be so bad? Really? You know, <laughs> I'm not that into Oristano, but yeah, that's, I'm not even really, but you know, anyway, long story short, we, the people said, do you want to buy it? And we were like, you know what? We sure. do. Well, wait but- a minute. You, have, so you haven't been there yet still at this point? We no, hadn't been there no. yet. Mm. Andy, they gave us a year to pay it off. And we really couldn't even afford it. Sight unseen. And so we couldn't, we didn't have the money to actually go see the house and buy it at the same time within the same year. <laughs> so we... We, we paid, we paid it off. And then they said, you have to come and you have to sign papers, papers at the end of the year in November. We are I, like, I know that, I know that yeah. during this period there was, um, I could see from the photographs, uh, bird droppings on the floor and leaves. So I know that the roof was, or bat droppings, as it turns out, bats resided in the house. They probably still do. I and, had experience um, with those bats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> So we're like, well, it couldn't, we, we couldn't be any worse, you know, so right. So what was a year, right? Yeah. yeah. So then we get, we decide, okay, great. We're going to go away for the month and we're going to finally get to go see our house. And we're so excited, so excited. But so we arrive, you, there's no direct flights from here to Sardinia, of course. So we fly to Milan and um, we go and visit friends and, and then visit a couple other friends. And we were saying, oh, we bought this place. And we're like, oh, we're a little nervous. And then my friend's grandmother, who was like 100 at the time, she said, she literally said, like, basically, how bad could it be? It's in Sardinia. Who cares? Who cares what it looks like? It's in Sardinia. And I thought, Grandma, you are right on. (laughs) 
That's wonderful. This is an individual that I, in the times that I've seen her at holidays and events, to my knowledge, she survives entirely on limoncello and a glass of water. <laughs> I don't know. She's like a hundred. And like, I guess that's a recipe for longevity. Yeah. yeah. Lemon alcohol. She drinks I about, follow that. Yeah. Uh, about yeah. 20 little baby limoncellos yeah. all day long. All through. Because <laughs> the day travels from solitaire cards to bridge to something else. And then there's also, then there's daytime soap operas. Yeah. It's good yeah <laughs> so yeah so so we got so we finally made it to the town and we and we got to sort of walk around and and, and see where this place was that we get to share and visit with you um and we loved it it was it was a crazy gamble and it was it was its own hillside town and it overlooked the water and it was um uh a charming little street <laughs> that the house itself sat, sat upon um called via melograno which um that's the italian word for pomegranate and uh, although i didn't see any pomegranate trees uh there um it was nice that you know the little blue and white tile uh Signs said that, so that's our yeah. pomegranate house. And then we took like five years and restored it. And then, and Andy, you were one of our first ever house guests that came from the United States and stayed in the house. So that's it was right. very special for us to have you there. It was very special. It, it was it was special for me to be there once I finally found it. I I wanted to add that they, you know for over the course of that five year restoration, what that really meant for Megan and I is that we would come on each holiday whenever we could find or gather or scrape together enough funds to get to Sardinia. And we would usually sit, rent somewhere else to stay, of course. And then we would go sit in this uh, dilapidated, beautiful, but dilapidated um, uh, place with some Prosecco or champagne and uh, watch the leaves falling through the roof and then recall all sorts of scenes from the money pit. Um, <laughs> that film with oh, whatever his name was. In, uh, yeah, right. Oh, was perfect. Shelley Long. Shelley Long. And- yeah. Oh, what is his name? Well, Tom you've done, such a, you've done such a great job. I was there. I mean, you had the roof was covered and there was right, basic right. amenities the first time I was there. It was very nice. But you've done even more since then. And the next time I went, you had this full bathroom with a tub. And yeah. Uh, so tell me about the town. What are your impressions yeah, of the town? Well, it's, a, it's about 3,000 people. And forever this town was known for its uh, seminary and um, and then it closed. So people would send their sons from all over Italy to come and, you know, uh, join the priesthood through the seminary that was there in Sardinia. And then the Catholic church closed it in the 1960s. So that really kind of, kind of killed the town in terms of growth and, and economics. So a lot of people moved out and that's why you can find a house there that's very cheap you know there's a lot of still now there's still a fair amount of, of like empty houses in this town and people are now starting to like come to this town like our friend muriel who's french and i guess there's like you know 30 french families and there's a lot there's a of french people <laughs> a lot of french people there's a lot of um there's some english people there's our friends we don't corinne they she's belgian and he's dutch did you meet them when you were there? I I, know, I think I tried to get a hold of them, but I couldn't. So no, yeah. I didn't meet them. Yeah. So there's and and of course and the people of the town, the people of the town, the Sardinians yeah. who couldn't be more kind. <clears throat> oh, so, and, uh, so I agree. Um, and, you know, it, it's a yeah. it, it's a reserved lot, but it is actually you know they're really splendid individuals. Yeah, I was so surprised at how warm they are and how interested they are in listening to your story. You know, they want to know who you are and where you came from, and I, it was. I really know they want to know like. 
and how did you find this town? Like, how did you get to Kuliri? Yeah. So it's always fun. Like when I tell them the story, they laugh. They're like, what? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know, the seminary you're talking about. Um, it's now the, the cultural center. Yeah. Well, you know, when my friend Carla and I were there, the first time I stayed there at your house, um, I, I think I told you in, in one of my texts that we saw this. We didn't know what the, this big, huge building was at that time. It looked like it wasn't really being used for much. And we saw this path up behind it. And so we just said, well, there's no gate. So we followed the path up into, way up into the hill behind it. And there's all kinds of religious statues and benches. And we, all the way up to the top of the hill where there was Christ the Redeemer, you know, on his pedestal. It was, it was quite an adventure for us. We felt very brave and and. Um, you know, oh, I would have been very brave too. Um, I haven't been, yeah, you did tell me that, but I haven't been back there to, to see that. And I definitely want to. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's fun to go. Um, we usually then, just go straight to the beach. The yeah, food is pretty amazing, wonderful places, like yeah. little cafes and the, this, this restaurant called La Meridiana, which it's just, it's just charming. And, and you would, ima- I can't even imagine it in such a funny little town, but, um, and days are. ago, did you go yeah. to yes, place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. traditional but, but, Sardinian food and mm-hmm. who knew wild boar could be prepared so many ways. To <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, crazy story. Have, if you are ever, the, I'm not a believer in this at all. Cause I love animals, but they uh, hunt wild boar in the fall. Mm-hmm. I think it's in November is their hunting season. And, um, we were there the first time we were ever there was during this time and it was crazy they like hunt these wild boars and tie them all to their cars and drive around and they're beeping like it's like this crazy conquest yeah it was you know it's but there's it's a it's a different it's a cultural thing that that is not in our time so we can't really um apply our same stuff but yeah no but i'm just talking about it but nobody wants to be tied to the hood of a car i mean maybe that's a fetish i don't know but but you know who knows? Yeah, no. yeah no, I know. I, I don't want to be. Yeah. I understand um, it. Yeah, it's it, it is it's a different culture, and you know you have it's you just have to go with it. I I, I believe in um, going along with whatever culture I'm in as much as I can. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't care for wild boar, but um, I know that people I travel with do. So you know right. they have it. Or tame boar. Yeah. <laughs> um, I well i've never tried my, that but yeah <laughs> right one of the things that i really love the most are just taking these taking a walk kind of through through the town like in the morning or evening or any time really and head out you know past the cafes and sort of off into sort of a little residential area in the direction of, of a, there's a little um spot kind of a natural spring or uh, well kind of you've been fal- down there right the yeah, fonte yeah. de memory and it's a uh, and it's not anything wonderfully grand but these um uh, kind of concrete or stone um uh, jugs out of the side of the hill um empty into these ponds and there's bees and butterflies and and fig trees and and in this beautiful light it's and there's gardens walk. around with old guys um you know tending to tomatoes and apricot trees and and people dry and you can sit there there's a little sort of enclave you can kind of like a little piazza of sorts, but overgrown, and you can hang out there and 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 spend time and gets away, and you realize you're without time. And people arrive regularly with their own plastic bottles or glass yeah, or whatever they have, up. and they fill them yeah. up because the the water is supposed to have um, you know merit as qualities and, and is good from the earth. And uh, I just love it there. So 
things like that are special surprises that you wouldn't know about until you, you know, actually, yeah, yeah. 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 Carla and I did a lot of wandering also, and we did find that one place. We didn't know what it was, but it was sure, uh, seemed very special and very cool very on special. a hot day. And the beautiful roses in the gardens around there. I know. Right. Yeah. Right. And of it's course, so lemons. Yeah. Lots yeah. of little dogs running around being um, and, <laughs> and donkeys. And donkeys. and donkeys. There's a lot of horses up there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's a beautiful um, cathedral, Santa Maria della Neve. And you had a story about that was kind of serendipitous, the name. That was true. <laughs> it was because we had a dog. It was our first, our first child together. And his name was Neve. And um, we, when he was a baby, we brought him up to Mount Rainier and he just loved the snow. And so we decided to call him Neve. He wasn't white. Yeah. No, he was, he was, was dirty deep, snow. Great, great. But as we were um, looking at this town, you know, researching it more, and we saw that the basilica was called uh, Santa Maria de la Neve. I swear to God, when I saw that, I was like, what? For sure. Another reason to buy a house unseen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. If the church is named it, the same as high. your dog. Yeah. Right, right. It's high enough, I guess, where occasionally, once in a blue moon or 10 blue moons, mm-hmm. um, it, it will snow, or at least it used to. And yeah. so that's where it yeah. kind of got its name, name it from. Does, it does have a beautiful view over, over this crazy scene, you know? panoramic and, and, view. Oh my God. I, know. I know. And when the sun's setting, it just turns into this beautiful golden color. Yeah, it's a neat the place. Pl- yeah. The place where you have stayed before at Paula's house mm-hmm. has one of the most beautiful views from the town yeah, onto the sea. From her terrace, yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to to share like a just short side story in in regards to um you know the the fr- the fancy French people that reside in this town and and, and ourselves as Americans because this is a great American story. Um, just a very short one. But um, I know that when we arrived that first day, it was getting late and ferries were late and buses were late, so it was evening. And we were supposed to meet the real estate agents and walk to the house so we can like physically see it before the final papers are signed. So this coincided with, with a space about half an hour having arrived at our French host's house, Muriel. And, 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 and she doesn't know us and we don't know her. And all of a sudden, she thinks we're just visiting the, the area. But she has to be told that in the space of 20 minutes, we have to leave because real estate people are coming um, from a neighboring village uh, to, to walk us to a house that we have yet to see. Um, so that you've she already put purchased. all this together. Yeah. She put all this together and then came to the conclusion that we we're buying a house that we, in fact, um, hadn't visited before. So then, of course, within the, among the French people, we became the Americans who bought the house on the internet, you know, which is a, <laughs> which was completely a stigma or a stereotype we oh, had to work God. through and be like, not, uh, so, you know, not coming across completely as the, as Americans of that, you know, yeah. living up to all of our ideals as who we are. <laughs> what do you guys like to do when you're staying there? Besides wander around the town. We go to the beach a lot. Go to the yeah. Beach. Yeah. And your Just favorite beach is? Uh, I, I like Santa to, Catarina. Yeah. Santa Catarina. Oh, Santa Catarina. Yeah, it's about yeah. ten minutes away. Yeah. I, I we like, like to go there, and we like to we we'll get there early, and we'll stay throughout the day, and then we'll go to like um, there's a couple different there's the beach hut that's there right on the beach that we hang La out in a lot, La Manca, and then there's another one called um, well, it's Angelos, but I can't think of oh Bar Cornus, and we just he out on the back patio is a beautiful view and you can sit out there and have like a Campari soda and, and, your sunburn, he makes the gelato and, your and 
you know, we've had an entire summer, usual summers, where we've made sure everyone's event and everyone's celebration, and everyone's wedding, and just a general Vashon summer has been taken care of. So this is our moment to sort of catch the last of summer, which yeah. lasts a few more weeks in Sardinia. Then it too becomes windy and cold and the cottonwood leaves fall. But if you time it right, if you leave just after Labor Day, you can catch um, the warm waters and the old ladies in their black dresses and little dogs. And you get to watch it turn into fall. Right, right. Around the Germans and their, you know, neon speedos and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great place. Well, I've been there in that time of year, too, as you know. and uh, It's perfect there. And and the beaches time. aren't crowded, but the water is so warm. It's just the locals at the beaches. I mean, It's I just the where- locals, which is great. And when your day revolves... When your day revolves around drinking sambuca and eating pizza, it's a pretty good scene. No, oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, your neighbor Barbara, you know, she's such oh a lovely gosh. person. I told you about the time she we kept seeing these bags of candy on the on the terrace or on the balcony. Couldn't figure out where, where out of what bird dropped this bag of candy. Finally figured out it was Barbara tossing it over from her over house. Over for on. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but That's I'm so and I ended Barbara up meeting. Is a, she's a she's a strong lady, and she's an old lady, <laughs> and she's a lot of things. So yes, good. she and I um, she and I share a birthday. <clears throat> and, oh, do you? Um, yeah, which is really funny. And uh, it's she turns ninety two or ninety three this year, and periodically I'll send her daughter Graciela a, a note and just check in and see how she's doing. When we first got the house she was so funny like we love her now but like the first couple times we met her her the interaction she was like when are you gonna fix it up what are you doing you know what i mean and it was just like we just got it give us a minute (laughs) (laughs) she she didn't want this ruin right next to her i guess no she didn't and i don't blame her because the house had sat vacant for almost 20 years and so well, you know, we talked about the bats, and I think I may have told you the story. When I was there by myself, be- I'm, I had the group there um, year before last in the fall. Mm-hmm. And I was at your house for a couple of weeks by myself, and it was hot. And um, so I left the door that goes into the bathroom, and there's a light well there that goes all the way to the sky. Yeah. Of course, you know that, but I'm telling the listeners about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and I- then I, so I was in the downstairs bedroom, and I was reading, and all of a sudden, and the lights were all out. And all of a sudden, I realized there's something flying around there were two bats flying around the bedroom <laughs> and that door that bedroom doesn't close tightly so i figured out how to close it and then i opened up that bathroom door so they could get out and walked around and checked everything and they were gone but <laughs> it happened again only one bat the next time it was You're about bats. yeah it, it's very the first time i was there it happens yeah I mean, I wasn't uh, afraid of. I just word didn't... for bat is a pretty special one. Pipistrelli, right? Yeah. Pipistrello. Yeah. yeah, which I think is pretty fun. Yeah. Speaking of bats, there's a little dog named Maximiliano, and he's Hi, a Maximiliano. good guy. Maximiliano. Yeah. So he no was. I had to go for a second. He was trying to catch birds, which he shouldn't have done. Oh. Yes. <laughs> this is so nice talking. I miss you know having not had a chance to, to go travel there, there this um, year. Uh, it really feels special reminiscing about it and talking about it with someone that loves it and knows it like ourselves. And um, thank you so much. This is really... When do you think you'll go back, Andy? As soon as I can. As soon I as mean, I can, I know, I... right? On the first goddamn flight. <laughs> yeah. I don't even first... care what time of year it is. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that we can get back over there in the fall. So put me down at the time you're not going to be there in the fall for you your house. Got it. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, anything There's else? Also it would be fun to be there all together. I think. I would That's love to do that. I don't know. I know. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't mind living in the house with you guys. I don't know if you want to live with me. <laughs> but, but, even, but at least being in the town together would be fun, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just on another note, there's <clears throat> near to, um, the town of Kuliri, there's a really beautiful, um, interesting town called Boza. And mm-hmm. I, I know that you've been there, but mm-hmm. just for, for listeners, B-O-S-A. yeah, it, it's really beautiful and it has a lot of gorgeous old churches <clears throat> and it's near to the beach. And then if you continue up even like another, like 40 minutes, there's a town called Alguero, which is really beautiful and has incredible beaches and different ruins and stuff like that. But Boza itself is really but exceptional. Boza is only 30 minutes. Sort of this brackish sort of waterway, canal-like mm-hmm. waterway river, really, that feeds out. But all these tall, uh, old buildings are painted, you know, soft pastel colors. I mean, you can, if you, you can just look at it on the online. It's just got such yeah. a splendid um, place to, to just while away the so hours yeah there's many places near yes. to to take day trips to and there's a train that goes from boza to um i can't remember the town what it's called but it will take you also through the interior of the island which so obviously it's an island so there's a lot of beaches and that's what it's known for but the interior is really beautiful and is really rugged and there's if you google um a thing called like the Grand Canyon of Sardinia. We haven't been there, but a couple girls that went and stayed at the house went there and they said it's incredible. It's like this national park in the center yeah. of the island. I hear these things, places are beautiful. I'm really an old beachhead, as is this one. I love the beach be too, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, what I, I was going to tell you about Barbara, I met when I was there by myself that fall, two years ago, uh, I was going to the beach, went down to the, get on the bus and here comes Barbara and her daughter walking down the street and so we all went to the beach together to Santa Catarina and it was you know it was just the locals and it was really it was really special so I sat in the under their umbrella with them for the day and went in the water with so nice they're really really nice people we got so lucky Uh, everybody on that street is so kind and then there's Marcello from the Phoenix bar what would we do without him I, <laughs> I love Marcello. It was you know you were talking about having bar, having little bags of candy thrown over on the adjoining balcony um, at the house, and I know that uh, on one visit, um, Barbara and her daughter Graziella had made these little apple fritters yeah. and, ha- and handed them across the divide of the balcony on a styrofoam plate, and they were steaming, and I couldn't even, and they were dusted <laughs> with powdered sugar. Oh, it was like I mean, what, where does they're, that happen? They're basically right? like. Like, like, bear, like bear's claws or yeah. something like that. Uh, oh, my God. They were so good. So that kind of, you know, something's right if those kind of things are happening. You know, yeah. Or, yeah. Like, I just, I think the people are great. And the woman that runs one of the little grocery stores, I got to talk to her every day. And then, you know, Marcello, I don't know if you know this story. So when I, the first time I was there, I was doing that radio show, the Northwest Italian radio show. And, um... I had I was calling in. It was a live show, and so I had to call in like at twelve o'clock at night to get them when they first came on the air here on uh, in Washington State. And that's the only place to get internet. And we were doing it by Skype. And so I talked to Marcello about you know I need to are you going to be open at this time because I need to come and use your internet if that's okay. And he says no problem. So the first night, in the middle of the night in this town I was unfamiliar with, Carla, my friend, walked down with me through the dark streets. And got to the bar, and it was closed. 
<laughs> oh no, you know, and I was committed to make this, um, to make this uh, radio show. So anyway, yeah. I stood and leaned against the building <laughs> and called my show in. And and Marcello because uh, it worked, right? Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Worked, I... Yeah. And he apologized the next morning and the, the next two or three weeks when I had to do it again, there was always a chair waiting for me outside the closed Aww. bar. It was, he was so kind. Yeah. And I meant, I forgot to tell everyone that you have um, a radio show on VOV Voice of Ashon here locally. And what's the name of it? It's called the Cats and Jammer Follies. And, and it's a it's, travel story show. So I have people write different stories of like more human interest than like, you know, talking about restaurants. Travel logs. Or- yeah. Yeah. And so it's, and then I'll pair it up. I'll usually have like, have someone come on or have two people come on and pair it up in terms of like last week I did uh, two women come on and talk about uh, their time in India, two different like views, you know what I mean? Two different kinds of Mm -hmm. stories. And and one woman had been married to a man from India and she was there for seven years. And then the other woman talked about like a, a crazy story that she had when she was there. And then we mix it up with music. It's fun. It's a fun show. Yeah. You had me on one time and that was really fun too. Well, you guys, it's really been a pleasure having you on the show with me today. Is there anything else you want to say about Kuyiri or Tardania in general? I I, I think that, that if, if, if part of the sort of humorous direction of the, this interview in, in this town, in this little house, um, might take in my own head is just to maybe give a gentle reminder to being present everyone who might hear this for the kind of silly and um often joyous unknowns that might be around a corner that you can't see and we're often taught to really especially with purchases or whatever it is be be so absolutely uh, 100 percent um grounded but but maybe Life, like during this unusual period of, of enduring a, a pandemic situation, and, and you don't know what's ahead, maybe the folly of of, of jumping in, uh, whatever it might be for oneself, it would be what I'd like to say in conclusion. So, because um, there's a lot out there that we don't know about, and yeah. it's pretty special. Yeah. So. I mean, we did it, you know, we, I mean, we're kind of crazy that way and not most of the time things work out, but, you know, to be able to just sort of have gumption with um, something that you right. want, a direction in life that you want, and to just take a leap of faith, like, we always do it. And- it can be also, it can also, in a fun, creative way, backfire. Like, there's now five cats and five dogs that live in this old farmhouse behind us. And I, you know, so I'm living up to that folly, but you know, that's a lot of cleanup. Uh, you know, so be aware of cleanup. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Very well, much. on those words of wisdom, I'm going to say uh, ciao. And thank you ciao. so much, you guys. I can't wait ciao. to see ciao. you. In, oh, in- and then just one other thing. Um, people should definitely check out the capital city of Cagliari because it is really amazing. It's, a yeah, it's beautiful. Right? It yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Andy. Okay. Ciao. Ciao. Well, that's it for this episode of Italy Inside Out. This podcast is sponsored by Travel in Italia, leading small group tours on the mainland and islands of Italy. 
You can find more information at www.travelinitalia.com. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe to this podcast. And until next time, arrivederci.